when people lose hope, it is time for the gospel. It is time to plant the faith. We have seen also people who are coming to Jesus because when people are despaired, they need encouragement. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Rich Rodowski. And I'm Emily Wilson. Before we get into today's episode, Emily, let's say there's somebody out there who wants to be sure they never miss an episode of Essentially Translatable again. What can they do? What action can they take? First of all, applaud to you that you want to listen to us every other week. So, but to subscribe, we recommend getting on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, We're on Audible. You can subscribe to our blog as well. You'll see the latest of our news, but also those podcasts. So lbt.org, and you can find us under the resources, under podcast or news. But if you're like, oh, I just want to be on a binge, lbt.org slash podcast is your best way. All right. Recently, LBT's regional director for Southern and East Africa, Jim Lash, and regional director in training, Sarah Esela, went to Tanzania to visit partners there to introduce Sarah to the work in Tanzania. And they were able to connect us for a podcast interview with Bishop Andrew Goulet. And Bishop Goulet is the bishop of the East of Lake Victoria Diocese of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Tanzania, one of the largest Lutheran churches in the world. And this particular diocese Uh, one of the most missional and outreach-oriented dioceses, located in a a rural area with lots of outreach opportunities, lots of opportunities or challenges to cross cultural and linguistic barriers. And so Lutheran Bible Translators is proud to be partnering with the ELVD on work there. It's just so inspiring to hear the stories of the church in Tanzania and their growth. And so rather than me going on and on, let's hear a little bit from Bishop Goulet's story. We are here today with Bishop Andrew Goulet, the Bishop of the East of Lake Victoria Diocese of the Lutheran Church in Tanzania. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. So uh, we would like to talk to you some about the ministry in Tanzania. Tell our listeners uh, who may not know that the Lutheran Church in Tanzania is one of the largest Lutheran church bodies in the world, and the many dioceses, you are bishop of the east of Lake Victoria Diocese, one of the fastest growing. Tell us some about the ELVD, how much area it covers, how many churches and pastors and members you have there. Thank you. The east of Lake Victoria Diocese started 14th of May, 1989 with seven churches. Nowadays, the diocese is having 93 churches and 65 pastors. The members is uh, 15 million members. So the diocese is covers 29,000 square meters. Hmm. Very good. And so these are in the northern part of the country, obviously close to Lake Victoria. And these areas are mainly rural areas? Yeah, we have uh, one city, Mwanza City, but the rest is a small, small town and rural area. The big area is rural area, mm-hmm. where the people depending on small, small farming and uh, keeping uh, cows and sheep. So that is the activity, and fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long have you been the the bishop of the diocese? 
Yeah, this is my, this year is the 10 years since I was consecrated mm -hmm. as a bishop. Because it, uh, I was uh, consecrated 26th of April 2009. Very good. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. On the long-standing service. So, um, yeah. how is it that Lutheranism has spread so effectively in Tanzania, and particularly in the ELVD? The Lutheran Church in Eastern Lake Victoria Diocese is a new church. It is started 32, 33 years ago as a diocese, but it is growing fast because we love mission we want to do mission so we have many techniques to do mission first of all each believers is committed to convince someone else to come to jesus as the parish we do mission as the diocese we have a bishop's team which goes to the village to do mission witnessing house to house so mission is something very important in the diocese. That is why the diocese is growing. So the believers, they do mission. The parish do mission. The diocese as a whole do mission. So that is why the church is really growing. But also mission organization is supporting us. We do together to make sure we connect many people to Jesus Christ. Right. And so what does it mean to be a church in mission? You're saying that at every level the church is doing mission. How does the church learn that? And why do churches sometimes lose that vision? How do you keep it fresh in, in the ELVD? Yeah, our motto is Luke chapter 5, verse 4, the story about Peter. Go to the deepest water, I can say. Mm -hmm. So that is our motto, to go to, to the rural area, to the places where the gospel is not uh, propagated. We, we go there to preach physically. So the church is engaging in mission physically. We, 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 we don't really just speak. We, we have to do mission. The church in EOVD is growing because we have many people who are not Christian. So our motto is to reach them. So we are, we, 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 we are trying to convince them in a different way uh, that they have to believe in Jesus. The church here in EOVD is really focusing on connecting people to Jesus, not doing other businesses. We do have other projects like health center, schools, kindergarten or primary schools, schools, but all this should be done in a way that people can see God's love. We use these social services as a means for mission. For instance, for, for the health center, when a patient came to the hospital, we make sure they, 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 are, they are treated in a way that they can see God's love at last. They can, some of them can decide to be followers of Jesus. That is Excellent, the yeah. system we are, we, are, we are using, really. Yeah, that's the great, that holistic ministry pointing yes, people yes, to yes, Jesus. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I appreciate your uh, passion for mission, and I didn't get right to it without, usually I like to have listeners get to know some about you. So let, let's mm. uh, take a step back. Tell us some about 
your background, where you came from, how you got involved in ministry, and okay. uh, your pathway to becoming bishop. Okay. I was born in a family which is not really be believed in Jesus. Unfortunately, my mother died when I was a small baby. I'm the first born in the family. So my mother died when I was a small baby. So I was taken in care by my uncle. So when I was in 16 years, one of the evangelists, the Lutheran evangelists, used to come to teach at the religion in our primary school. I was attending and then he invited me to, to, to go to his church because we, we were living near the, the Lutheran church. So I started going there and then I was taught catechism and then baptized. Mm -hmm. When I, I completed my standard seven primary school, he asked me to go to attend Bible school. I went there, he paid for my school fees. After two years, I completed and I became evangelist. It was uh, 83 and 84. Then I, I completed my Bible school training and then I became an evangelist 85 to 86. 87, I decided to go to a private secondary school. So I went to a secondary school for four years and I completed 89. 91, I joined Theological College. 91 to 95, 96, I was ordained. So I started to be a pastor. <laughs> mm -hmm. So 96, I was ordained. I was given my first appointment. So I served as a pastor until 99. 2000, I went back for the first degree in and 2008. And 2004, I completed my, my, my first degree, and then uh, I served as a parish pastor. 2006, I went back for my master's, mm -hmm. and I finished 2008. But unfortunately, right. the bishop who was here was in EOVD, died 2007, November. Okay. So 2000 and, uh, 2007, November, the diocese was, was uh, there was no bishop, and I was in the college for my master's. I completed 2008, July. They haven't erected a, a bishop, so I was assigned to be a parish pastor 2008. Mm -hmm. in, and 2008, September, they had the election for the bishop, and I was erected as a bishop. It was by surprise <laughs> <laughs> because I had no any any big responsibility in the diocese. I was yeah. a normal pastor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the Lord just calls when you don't expect, yeah. and then you have to answer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Very good. Well, yeah, it sounds like God used a lot of those experiences and certainly leadership in the church with a pastoral heart is is yeah. a strong a strong need. Mm -hmm. How did the ELVD get connected to Lutheran Bible translators? I have a story from my perspective, but I'll ask you your perspective first. How did the ELVD get connected to Lutheran yeah, Bible translators? You know, always God is uh, God has his own way. Dr. Megahan uh, 
he was the assistant to the bishop of this diocese. As I told you, the diocese started 14th of May, 1989. He was elected as the assistant to bishop. So he served, I think, for six years. And then he left. He joined, I think, Lutheran Bible translators later, yeah. after, after some time when he left EFD. So after a long time, I was elected as a bishop. And we had to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the diocese, 2014. And then I have to remember who were the founder of this diocese. I tried to find the, the phone number of Megan and to, to, to investigate where he was. And then my driver, he was working with Megan for a long time. He told me he is in Botswana. I told, do you have his phone number? He said, yes, I have. So I called. We were on the way, I think, from Dar es Salaam to Mwanza. And mm-hmm. he responded. I called, I told him, this year we are going to have our 25th anniversary of EOVD. Can you come as a founder of this diocese? He said, I would like to come. Yeah. So when he came, I asked, where are you? And what are you doing? He told me about Lutheran Bible translators. And I said, we have many ethnic groups here in EOV. Why don't we have a project? He directed me who are responsible to receive the request. I think he was Mike, who was in South Africa. So we started to communicate in the NET. It started to work. That is how really it happened. To, to have connection with AeroBTS. And then we yeah. started the project. Yeah, it was really good. So when in 2014, late in the year, I went to visit uh, Dr. Magayan in Botswana. And yes. he had just returned from the diocese anniversary. Yes. So we were sitting, talking, and I said, okay, how come in Tanzania there are all those Lutherans? How come Lutheran Bible Translators isn't doing any work there? And so yes, then he said, yes, well, yes. let me show you something. And he pulled out the letter that came Good. from you saying we have to uh, we have to investigate the situation there. So that yeah. was the, the invitation. Yeah. And then, yeah, Mike yeah. and I came in uh, yeah. the following January. And uh, that yeah, was the beginning. Yeah, I remember, so I remember. That's how God always is making yeah. threads together. So Dr. McGahan had been gone from Tanzania a long time, but uh, those seeds continue to grow and new work started. So let's talk about the situation, the need, your project goals on Kareway Island. Our first uh, partnership together is in the uh, Mm -hmm. Kareway language. Uh, So tell our listeners a little bit about the island and why Mm -hmm. that's the first Mm -hmm. stop for our Mm -hmm. mission goals. Kareway area uh, seems to be isolated. Nowadays, at least, good. We have ferries, goes and coming back, but they need really, they need to be connected with Jesus. The church is still really very, 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 very young in Kerewe Island. So this project is needed because the people speak their language. When they read the Bible, the Bible which is uh, is written in their language, they can be really it will be used as an instrument to, to know more about God and also to be attracted. They can see that God is not for for the people outside, but they will feel God, God also can speak with the Kerewe. 
So this project is, as I told you, we use every project here as means of mission. Yeah. As means to attract people to Jesus or to connect people to Jesus. So this project is needed because it will help us to do mission and also it will help the people to understand what God is talking. So the Kerewe people, the Ireland needs this project, needed the Bible. So currently then on the island, there are Christian churches, but not a lot of engagement in the church. Is that the situation? Mm. Okay. So people from uh, maybe from outside Tanzania, one of the things they know about Tanzania is that Swahili is a very strong language So yes. uh, and, and that many people speak it. So then they might ask, do the people on the island not use Swahili? They do. They use Swahili. But normally it is when you speak to someone with his or her language, it has different uh, touching and understanding. Right. We we have been using language. I'm the skuma. Okay. But when I hear when there are some words, if we are discussing maybe about love of God, if I speak in a skuma language, it brings deeper meaning. Yeah. Yes. Love in Swahili it will be somehow like it's not so strong. But if I use my language to my fellow that God loves you. It brings a deeper meaning and a strong meaning. So I am sure when we will read the word of God using their language, they will really understand. Mm. But you also, there are people who are the old people who really don't understand very well Swahili. Okay. So this also will will help the, the that group to to be connected to Jesus because there is a tendency that when people don't understand the language, they think this message is for a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. But if they understand the language and they, you speak, you speak with them using their language, they know this is our our church. This is our message. So that is my feeling, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you've mentioned before yeah. that the difference of people having God's word in their own language is God is speaking with us. So that's what you say for the Karewe people, then they will feel that yes. God is speaking with them directly. So what impact do you yes. think that will have in, in their community? The impact is that they will believe in Jesus and they will fall. The, the teachings of the, the, the word of God. Mm-hmm. So they will change. Yeah, they will change receiving the message from God. And also it is, it is, then it will be easier to propagate the gospel to those people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So how have you seen the Lord at work through this partnership so far in the Kareway project and the partnership between ELVD and Lutheran Bible translators? Yeah, I can say this was God's plan. The way the project started, the way we I, uh, ELVD came to have partnership with LBTS, it is God's plan. That is what I see. 
mm-hmm. and I see how things is going on. It beyond our expectation, and it is beyond our plan. So the whole process which is going on, it is God's plan. I see God is working with us. So our task now is to improve and uh, to make sure we have strong partnership for the 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 benefit of the church. The way I see, I see this partnership is not only for benefit of two parties. It is I can say is to bring the kingdom of God down, make the kingdom of God reign. Okay. All right. What struggles uh, or challenges do you face in the diocese in general? And have you had any challenges due to COVID or other things like that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will not say that EOVD is not facing challenge with COVID. There is. Yeah. Uh, the challenge is that the people are so much worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much worried and uh, the... Um, uh, maybe half of church attendants they stay home mm-hmm. because they are afraid that if we go maybe we will get affected by COVID. So the church has been uh, affected. You know the church yeah. in Tanzania and in Africa they depend on offering. Yeah. So if the believer don't attend Sunday service, it means there is no <laughs> offering and there is no money to run the church. Mm-hmm. That is one. But second, the, the, there are many believers who are sick because of COVID. So the church is also used as an instrument to educate them, to announce, you follow the regulations, uh, do this and that to avoid uh, sickness. So yeah. that is really the, the, the big challenge. Yeah, the big challenge. And also... The church has no other means to reach the people. Okay. Yeah. You know, this technology as you are doing in America, you can reach them through media and what. This technology is so limited here. Not all people, they have mobile phone, they have uh, Facebook and what, what. So it is really difficult. So it is difficult situation. To, to 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 the church na, 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 nowadays yeah yeah when you yeah. eliminate the ability to be in person face to face then yeah, it becomes yeah. limited sure. yeah so yeah, the church definitely... is, is really struggling struggling financially because of covid struggling to do, to to do mission even visiting people as a mm-hmm. as a pastor maybe you want to have pastoral counseling to them it's so difficult because people are worried if you go to their family, maybe you are you are sick. It is the church really is struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in the midst of so many challenges and, and struggles for the church and then for you, what is the role of your faith and the role of the Bible in your life? I mean, you've dedicated your professional career to sharing the gospel. But for you personally, what's the role of your faith in the Bible in your life? Uh, yeah, this time also is a good time for evangelism for mission. When people lose hope, it is time for the gospel. It is time to plant the faith. So 
we have seen also people who are coming to Jesus because when people are despaired, they need encouragement. Mm-hmm. So the pastor also is 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 witnessing that this is a good time for the people to believe in Jesus because when they feel that it is beyond be our capacity, then yeah. it's God only who has power. Right. This is the time for the people to believe in Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you go about your work, what gives you the most joy in your work? <laughs> The most joy, uh, what gives me joy in this work is when I see many people is coming to Jesus. When I see the church is tremendously growing, that is really giving me joy. But also when I see other mission organizations like Lutheran Bible Translators coming and joining with the EOVD to do mission. That is what also gives me joy. That the motto we have, reaching the unreached, is supported by other missionary organizations worldwide. So that is what gives me happy because I see the church growing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, what do you think that the church in the United States, the Lutheran churches in, in the US and Europe, what can they learn from Lutherans in Tanzania? Yeah. It's a difficult questions. You know, always the church, the big church, the small church has something to give and has something to learn from other church. So the church in America has something to give to Africa and the, the, the church from Africa, they have something to give to America, to the, these churches. So what I think they can learn is how they can keep on uh, doing mission, mm-hmm. reaching their people, strengthening the faith of their people, and also how they can reach the, those people who are, are not yet reached and those who have been Christian, maybe sometime they are, they, they are becoming weak. They have to be motivated to be Christian. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is what we do here in East of Lake Victoria Diocese. We have responsibility to to keep those who have been Christian for a long time. Right. We want them to to continue believing. It's the responsibility of the pastor to visit them and to know where they live, why they are not coming to church, and then the second responsibility to reach those who are enriched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That 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 I think the the church in America has to learn. Yes. Yes, because when I was I visited in America and in Europe, when you tell them about it, they say you have you are not allowed to visit a person. Uh, okay. To visit to visit a person and talk with them about your faith, hmm. it is forbidden. But always I say I think you you are set up is different with the setup in Africa. Mm-hmm. You have other place where you can meet, but you can use that to talk and to encourage those who are maybe they have been Christian, but they are not active. And mm-hmm. also those who are not reached, you reach them, you witness the word of God. That is what I think it is. It is, it is not active in, in, in Europe and in America, witnessing people. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So, Bishop Goulet, what uh, scripture do you have to encourage us today? I like the scripture which is talking about when Jesus is sending the disciples to go to the mission. Like Luke chapter 5, verses 4, and Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20, Mark chapter 16, verses 16, sending, sending, sending. And uh, when the verse from Matthew says, I will be with you all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever we do, whatever we, we do uh, as disciples of Jesus, whatever challenges we face, but God is with us. Yeah, he will be Absolutely. with us in eternity. So those are the verses I, I, I like most. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So as, uh, as you continue in ministry, how can uh, we be praying for you and your ministry, for the diocese and for the Translation Project? Pray for the ministry in EOVD so that God will give us vision and uh, capacity to reach the people and to grow his church in a good way. And also we can pray to, to our partner, to the, to, 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 to the LBTS and the other people who are supporting this ministry that they, they continue supporting. They continue supporting this ministry because we are doing God's work and uh, always God, God is on our side so that the, the work of God will grow. Absolutely. Thank you. And it has been a privilege to talk with you today. We've been yes. talking with Bishop Goulet of the East of Lake Victoria Diocese of the Lutheran mm-hmm. Church in Tanzania. Appreciate your time this morning with us. Thank you so much. I'm happy to have discussion with you and, and thank you for supporting EOVD. What a pleasure talking to Bishop Andrew Goulet. The one thing I love about him is no matter what the question is, the answer is we have to reach more people mm-hmm. with the gospel and we need to be sending. Right. Well, that's just the heart of mission, what God is doing in the world. And yeah, I remember watching a video footage of Bishop Goulet and just, you know, that is so central in everything that he says, you know, go to the deepest water. We're, we're reaching out and meeting people where they are in their heart language is just his heart, his passion. It's just really exciting. Yep. Yeah. And it just goes to continue to punctuate that we in the church are just in these reciprocal relationships. We shouldn't picture ourselves here from the U.S. as sending and giving. Uh, We have so much to receive and so much to learn from these cooperative relationships we have with the church around the world. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org slash podcast or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators' social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. This episode of Essentially Translatable was produced and edited by Andrew Olson and distributed by Sarah Lyons. Executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Rich Rodowski. So long for now. <laughs>